Welcome back to Sculpture Anarchy. Today is an amazing and very special episode, especially it's very uh, near and dear to my heart. This brand is by far my favorite brand of all time when it comes to skincare. I know that we've hosted them before and we have the honor and the privilege of hosting them again. So uh, without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the research and development director for NEOD, who is Ivana Ignazovich. So welcome to the show, Ivana. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for having me, um, Acta. Really happy to, to, to be here. Uh, so lovely hosting you and I'd love to get started. I want to learn all about you because I know that, you know, um, being a lead for something like a, a line like Neod, I mean, I'm sure you've got a great journey that, you know, has led to all this. So I'd love to learn more about your career um, as a great starting place. Um, thank you. Yes, it's uh, well, I, I have had a long career so far, I, over over 20 years uh, experience in, in the industry and uh, um, I started out as a pharmacist, so I have a pharmacy background, um, and um, it, uh, it, it traditionally, I would say, it was uh, really um, the source of most cosmetic chemists, um, and uh, it still continues to a degree today, uh, and, and the great part about it is because the, the education is really broad, and it covers uh, a lot of chemistry, a lot of biology, there's physiology, there's uh, toxicology as well, uh, pharmacology, and so forth. So there is really a great foundation learning about um, the science as well as the, the, the human body um, and, yeah. and the impact that different compounds can have on the human body. Um, and But one part of that is definitely when, when you get to uh, actually different pharmaceutical technologies and formulation, this is where some of us fall in love with formulating. That's happened to me. Um, and uh, and then after so after I graduated, uh, I, I worked for a short time, really, just as a pharmacist. But I knew that was not where my heart was going to be, and uh, I was I really set on uh, building this career. So I it has gone through ups and downs, but I had really so over twenty years of bench experience developing formulations, skincare, sun care, color cosmetics, uh, some topical pharmaceuticals as well. Um, and uh, just my love and appreciation for the field really only grew, I have to say that, because there's always something to learn, yeah. and, and it's challenging, um, and, yeah. and it's ever-evolving. So, yep, that's how I come here. Well, in the spirit of tr a true scientist, you know, I couldn't agree more with you. I think that those of us who really love the science and we really love the nitty gritty, you know, everything, we want to know everything, right? So a, a career in just pharmacy, it couldn't have been enough, you know, uh, for your mind. So I completely understand. And I'm, I'm just so honored to be hosting you and to be learning from you. I, I want to actually focus today's episode for everyone listening on the brand new release by Neod, which is, um, you know, one of their cult favorite products, the Copper Amino Isolate Serum. And I know that it's been reformulated into um, a beautiful, uh, new formula which I love and I want to really focus on uh, case three so um, you know Ivana if you could give us a little bit of background on it I, I had talked to um, Prudvi in 
the first episode and we had talked a little bit about you know copper isolates and and the, the role in skin health but i would love to get your your feedback and your um just i guess preliminary information you can give us about the role of copper peptides um, well, it's, it's, it's really an exciting area. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm sorry if I keep repeating exciting often because uh, it, is, um, it is such a, um, such an evolving area because we are really learning about that. So in this particular case, uh, and, you know, our acronyms in the lab, GHKCU, for instance, we refer to that really in that, uh, in that way um, uh, in the lab and with the formulators. So, um, it is. Um, it exists. Um, so it is a tripeptide, uh, GHK, uh, and uh, it consists of uh, glycine, histidine, and uh, lysine uh, amino acids. Um, so yes. it exists in um, in the human body, actually in all living organisms, and uh, it is um, and it complexes with copper ion. Um, so it is. It it could be free sometimes. It complexes with copper ions as well because again, uh, everything in the body, as, as you know, is dynamic. Um, and ever changing and evolving um, and moving around. Um, so it's, uh, it, it has actually very many functions. Um, and it was discovered in 1970s um, and, and its importance, uh, we're still learning about that. And that sort of ties in in many ways as how we see the evolution of NEON as well, because as the knowledge expands, uh, we, we, we apply that and uh, we, we're always on the lookout for, for the latest in technologies and in the knowledge. Yeah, so copper yeah. itself, uh, sorry, so copper itself is uh, an essential uh, mineral, an essential element that is um, uh, really uh, required for, 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 for survival of um, living organisms or human body. Um, and, um, and it works uh, really in this as sort of a catalyst, but a cofactor, uh, like sort of has this catalyst role in different redox or um, um, uh, metabolic uh, reactions with proteins. Now, right. we know the proteins have, uh, I mean, like it's not even possible to list all the roles of proteins in, uh, in the human body. So, but if we group that to um, obviously functional like enzymes, because they're proteins, and then right. we have um, structural uh, because they really build the tissues uh, as well. So um, there are multiple roles uh, and multiple pathways uh, that uh, that this a little tri uh, tripeptide uh, complex on its own, as well as complex with, with, with copper, uh, will participate in. Um, and uh, with skin, so it is present in the human body uh, and it's being researched extensively still and discovered. Um, and, uh, and it can impact um, that way, obviously many different uh, organs in the body, but with the skin as well. So it is involved in... Um, uh, regeneration, uh, uh, and uh, if there is, for instance, um, a damage to the skin uh, or to the body, the wound healing, um, it is uh, building structural proteins uh, like collagen, elastin, uh, glycosaminoglycans, um, then in um, fibroblasts, it will stimulate uh, the growth factors. So there are really very many um, roles um, that it takes part in. It can also help with antioxidant protection from UV radiation uh, to, you know, uh, lipid peroxidation uh, reduction. And so there's just really a vast array of activities. So you can imagine how exciting um, as an ingredient it would be to cosmetic uh, formulators. Absolutely. No, I know. And I know that, you know, 
uh, I have a degree in medical physiology, a master's degree. I was actually getting my PhD, but then I decided, you know what, <laughs> I don't have another eight years. So I wanted to go to med school. And I, and I know that uh, the role of, you know, just the three amino acids that are linked together here, you know, glycine, um, histine, and, ly and lysine, those are very, very crucial. And a lot of the, um, you know, what do you call it? The structure of many proteins in our body that are very, very uh, much at the core of, I guess, what you could say are the natural, normal cellular processes that we undergo. So I think it's very brilliant that this is the peptide that was um, chosen to link copper with because it's something that, like you said, yeah, it's naturally occurring, but it's also very much abundant in the body. So, you know, I, I, I think that's absolutely brilliant. Was this something that you had to think about in terms of the design or was it something that you just said, you know what, we already know that this is used and we're going to go with this or how, I mean, I want, I want to talk about the chemistry aspect of that. Like, how did you decide on these three amino acids or did you just go by the GHK that already exists, you know, in our body? Uh, well, our approach with, uh, in general, and uh, with, uh, I mean, there are similarities, obviously, and differences between different brands, but, but, but with NEOD, um, uh, taking a holistic approach, so understanding uh, the pathways and uh, the modes of action for, for any of the active, that's yeah. really critical. Um, and, uh, and then, obviously, products are applied topically. So for us, uh, it is to, to, to formulate these actives to make the formula stable, so that it can, um, you know, it can actually withstand, it can be a product that can be used uh, on the market. And, uh, and then that, um, that it can really uh, deliver what we expect from it. Uh, so it is, um, you know, like it's a combination of different stages, really, that the product would go through. Um, so for, um, for this particular ingredient, um, it is, uh, it, it has to be available to us. So it's not, we don't synthesize it, um, like the, 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 the peptides. Um, we, uh, the, the interesting thing was with uh, the earlier versions of, of CIS were that um, it was a do-it-yourself approach. So, you know, because you were mixing um, yeah, the, yeah. the different things. So the, the complexation with copper would take place uh, in, in, in situ, you know, so it would take that, uh, would happen at that time. Um, but uh, the peptide itself, or when it was uh, a copper uh, salt that we received, like that we had before, these ingredients that are available to us. So they have to come with really extensive documentation that the manufacturers would provide on, um, uh, on, on the safety of this uh, chemical or how to formulate with them, how to use them, that then we will um, use and, and then try to implement within our vision, within the formula that we want to create. Mm, interesting. Now, I want to know, um, in terms of the pre-mixing, you know, because I know that before, like you said, you know, we, ha we were mixing it together, and then we had this beautiful blue serum that was created. And um, now it's already come, like you said, it comes pre-mixed. So now is there any kind of limitation at all with it being pre-mixed in terms of the shelf life or, you know, um, how active it is or anything like that? I mean, how, how has that been in terms of the chemistry and the formulation aspect? Um, well, the, the, the reason, uh, for instance, uh, why we approached um, uh, the, the reformulation uh, were that, um, you know, we, we have, uh, we are, we're constantly uh, trying to improve uh, our sustainability um, and, uh, you know, we have different goals. Um, so this is something that we um, revisited and we wanted to see whether we could meet that goal uh, so we could make it more sustainable by reducing the packaging. Uh, and um, and still have 
the same, obviously, the stability and the same efficacy um, and, and the formula that will deliver. Um, so right. that, uh, you know, again, it is a reformulation. So we have to approach that from different angles. Um, and, uh, and it took some time. But we achieved that. So we managed uh, to, to, so that's why the product is on the market now. We're very happy with that. Um, so to answer your questions, uh, no, there are no uh, really um, drawbacks to now having it in one, uh, in, in one bottle. Um, it, is, it is safe um, uh, and uh, it is as effective. Um, and you still, you will have the, the, the one-to-one, uh, as, you, as, uh, as you will know, as, uh, represents really that there is, um, or represents a 1% of a GHK, CU, and 1% GHK. Yeah, yeah, no, I know it's a one-to-one ratio. Um, now, I, one thing I, I want to mention to all the listeners listening, because, I, you know, I think it's important to understand the science as much as we can, um, even as consumers. And I want to mention that GHK, you know, I know Ivana had gone into uh, a few of the effects or, or the um, roles of GHK, but GHK is actually something that is involved in the um, you know, the healing and the repair in multiple tissues in our body, not just our skin. So that just makes it even more appealing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's more, it's, it's more like, I guess, in sync with our body than I think most peptides are. Whereas, because, you know, your body will recognize it as being something that's already very predominant. It's already there. It's being, it's playing a role, not only in, you know, the skin, like for example, collagen, elastin, uh, you know, and fibroblast, uh, dermal fibroblast, but it's also working in the lungs and it's working in, you know, um, accelerating like, you know, things like, uh, you know, anti-cancer mechanisms and stuff. So I think that's very important for us to understand as consumers is that the science is, it's very multidimensional and it runs very deep. So I, I really, really appreciate that you guys have created something like this. Now, one thing I want to know is that the copper that you used um, in this mixture, which is pre-mixed now, was there any kind of chemical change that had to occur to the copper um, that was being utilized or was it just the same? Um, well, what we've utilized here with um, uh, with with this version, with uh, with the, the, the third um, version of CIS, uh, was uh, the uh, the actual complex tripeptide with copper. Um, mm. So that is what we've used in the previous versions. Uh, we had uh, the GHK tripeptide and a copper salt uh, separately, and then uh, when they were mixed, there would be. Um, the, the, the complexation, the, the reaction would take place. Um, and that's where you saw the change in color. Interesting. So this one does not have the salt component then? No. Okay. No, it, it and becomes... what, was that, what was the role of the salts? Like, if you don't mind me asking, what was it before? Well, it was just to carry the copper ion. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, so yeah. it, was, uh, it was really, uh, again, it was um, chosen as... Um, um, you know, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have any. It was a safe choice. It wouldn't have any negative impact, um, and uh, it, it has to have um, really uh, like it has to be evaluated from uh, the solubility, from uh, the standpoint uh, whether um, whether the, the the well. I mean, there are different ways and different salts, obviously, the, with, with copper. But this one was that the, the the reaction would be favorable the way we wanted it to be. Um, yeah. So, so there are all these factors that we would consider, um, but uh, one uh, one of the aspects is always that um, it would be uh, innocuous, uh, or it would even have some beneficial effects or anything like that. That's what we would consider 
when we have to choose well any ingredient really so it would have been this uh, the case here too that's very interesting. Now, one question I do have, Ivana, is about the size of the molecule that we're working with here, because I know that, you know, there's a lot of conversation around, um, you know, things crossing the skin barrier, and a lot of dermatologists bring this up, and it's something that I think we all want to know about. Um, in terms of the size of this molecule in the serum, um, how big is it? Because I know that anything under 500 Daltons is usually the ideal marker for penetration into the skin layers, right? So, like, how, how was... How is that in terms of the size of the... Um... It's an excellent question. I don't have it on the top of my head. Um, I will look it up and let you know. Uh, you know, yeah. Mickey, Mickey can relate that. Um, but I believe it is, it is small. Um, and um, yeah. So, yeah. so, yes, so the size is um, one of the critical factors. Uh, and then the base formula. Um, and, uh, you know, so... Um, what we find with, with our studies, um, as, as we learn, you know, constantly, uh, is that it's, it's, the formulas are so unique um, and um, how formulas behave applied topically is very much formula specific. Um, so yeah. you can, uh, you, because in a formula, um, obviously the size of the molecule, the solubility of the molecule uh, are, are also critical factors. Uh, what else uh, is in the formula? Does that influence um, how the formula is deposited, um, how some of the absorption um, happens? Um, so all of these factors really play a role. Yeah. And I, you know, I want to talk about like, just uh, like in terms of like, you know, just getting to the skin, because, you know, I know a lot of people talk about that and, and, and that's why I brought it up. You know, it wasn't to like really put you on the spot. It was more that, you know, I think a lot of people think that anything that we're putting on our skin topically, it has to get through the skin layer into the dermis. It has to like be this ultra penetrative thing, but I mean, that's not always the case, right? I mean, there's so many different effects that are happening as the, you know, molecules are going through the skin, you know, the, for example, you had mentioned antioxidant effects and stuff you know and so those things are also very um topically related because there's a lot of antioxidant potential with topical products and i think that you know something like this is is something that it, it could really be at, at the cutting edge of that is is providing that effect on just even if you put it like you know look at it as soon as you put it on on the surface of the skin so i think that's very interesting Oh, well, all of that is interesting. It's, 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 frankly, it's fascinating because, uh, again, we are learning because we have, um, uh, we have done a clinical study um, and uh, we, uh, we are learning about, uh, and obviously researching, but some of it are other ongoing studies. Um, now, with the application, as you're saying, topical application, um, obviously the stratum corneum is, is a barrier and it is there for a very, very important reason. Um, and uh, we, we, we appreciate that. It has a very important role to play. Um, and uh, many of the activities um, of, of, of different skincare products that are applied topically um, really have the benefits already um, at, yeah. at the level of stratum corneum, whether on the surface or within the stratum corneum. Um, sometimes uh, some, of, some of them will penetrate to the viable epidermis. You know, so there are very many different um, uh, ways the products uh, behave. Now we are talking about cosmetic products um, and uh, cosmetics, and uh, as, as you know, um, are, are really not drugs. Uh, they, yeah. um, they, have, um, they have a defined role 
um, and how to be used. So um, we are uh, quite, I think we're very fortunate that topically applied cosmetic products can still show um, excellent benefits um, on, uh, on the skin. Um, yeah, and, I mean, uh, you know, honestly, Ivan, I want to just say, you know, one thing I've always really, really loved and appreciated about Neod, first of all, it's the name, you know, it's <laughs> the name is, it says it all, you know, it's non-invasive options in dermal science. I mean, that is something that I, I think I went on a rant earlier in like, you know, uh, last month or something about, I did a mini episode about talking about how, you know, we were taught in medical school non-invasive, non-invasive, non-invasive. You know what I mean? You don't want to tell your patients, hey, let me inject a needle into you first and foremost. That's the last thing you want to do. You know, you want to go with the non-invasive option. So the fact that, you know, your whole, uh, the whole company, the whole line is based on this idea of non-invasive options is just so magnificent to me. And I absolutely uh, really love that. So I just wanted to, you know, I want to say that to everyone listening is that, you know, this is, this is a line that is so true to science and it's so true to like chemistry and biology and physiology, like Ivana mentioned that, you know, it's definitely something that you need to at least at the very least try because we can't always be going to an injector and getting Botox and stuff for things that, you know, could very well be working if we do topical applications, you know? So that's actually, it leads me into another question for you is that, you know, what is the layering that you suggest for users? Now, I know that Neod um, products are very, um, very good about kind of on the packaging. It mentions like, you know, you want to apply this first and then this. So can you give us kind of like a rundown of maybe two or three products in the line that we would use with this product? Product and how it would be layered. Uh, well, there. I mean, there are different options because, and, and every every skin is unique, um, and uh, you know, and, and regimen depending at what uh, what, what, what stage of, uh, in life um, or the condition of the skin. So all of that is really considered by every by every consumer by every skin user. We all are, you know, we, we all use skincare, and you know, we we all uh, are in the in that position. Um, so what what we uh, uh, when we recommend uh, how to lay your products, we, we look at a number of things. Uh, we look at a texture and solubility of products um, mm-hmm. and uh, their the viscosity, how they spread, um, as well um, as are there any factors in terms of that we know, for instance, um, how the, the, the efficacy of the product will be impacted. You know, so there are a number of things that we consider when uh, when we are making a recommendation. So what we would uh, do is, uh, you know, we will have, uh, for instance, um, something along the lines of uh, cleansing. It's, it's one of the critical steps. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with Neon, we have um, LVCE, um, and, uh, which, is, uh, which is really uh, a very light ester, um, an emollient. It is easy uh, to, uh, you know, to use, uh, to utilize. It can uh, remove makeup. We have sunscreen saponins as well. Um, and they can be combined or just one can be used depending on, on the skin type. Um, and then it depends on the complexity of, um, you know, for, for, for the user. So we would have, um, for instance, um, I will use uh, CAIS uh, both morning and, e- and, and uh, evening um, yes. right, after, uh, right after I would do the cleansing. Um, yeah. and, then, um, and then I will... Um, you know, follow up with uh, uh, MMHC um, or, uh, you know, sometimes I will, uh, you know, drop something from the ordinary uh, line and, uh, and then apply that like the NMF and HA. 
Um, so yeah. I would I would combine things, uh, you know, in, in different uh, in, in different ways, uh, as as everyone else does. Um, I would um, I would expect. Uh, but uh, one uh, of the NEOT uh, regimens that uh, that we have really um, researched uh, lately and been recommending to um, a lot of uh, our um, our customers is uh, to start with cleansing again LVCE uh, or uh, you know Sanskrit saponins if that is the preference, yeah. then to uh, to apply uh, then to uh, use the uh, CAIS, yeah. then to uh, apply um, 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 the fractionated eye, con- uh, you know, concentrate because around the eye area um, yeah. during the day, uh, MMHC and then sunscreen is really uh, critical. So uh, yeah. survival, survival 30 is uh, what, uh, what I would recommend, what we generally recommend, depending on the the season, the time of year, the skin type. Um, and then uh, in the evening, um, it would be, um, again, this is very simple, um, cleansing, uh, CIS, uh, then uh, the, uh, the FECC around the eyes, uh, and then MMHC. Or you could be like me and be obsessed with their voicemail mask and just use that in the evenings because I love that. I love that mask so much. It's like my favorite. It's one of my favorite products. But I love that. Thank you so much for uh, going through that because I know that consumers are always looking for some insight, you know, in terms of layering and what to use first. And, you know, just I love the consistency of the serum too. It's so it's so water-based, you know, in terms of like, it's very, very light. And so it just seeps right into the skin. It's just, it, it's beautiful. I love it. So, um, you know. I love it too. Again, I, I have to add that. And I love masks too. Uh, I, I try to really use them uh, about three times, sometimes four times a week, and I and I like to alternate. But with my with my regimen, I, I like to stay with the same um, program for a while because uh, in order to really get the results, uh, you do need to be consistent with using your regimen uh, to give the the products a fair chance to really show the results. Um, so I would I would say uh, generally. Uh, Minimum uh, two months, but three months would be ideal. If if you are a person who likes to change around and uh, and you know just uh, do uh, just just play with different products. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned that because you really did answer my next question was about the the timeline of how long we should stick with products. But I I love that and I, I completely agree. I think that um, any of Neod's products are just you know they're hallmark products they really are and I say that with you know the most genuine like you know sentiment that I can for everyone listening I mean this line is just it's phenomenal it's phenomenal I mean the science and you know I really commend you Ivana your whole team you know like I think I told uh Prudsby this as well when I interviewed him I'm just you guys are so impressive and you're just true scientists and everything that you're creating is just magnificent and I think it deserves all the recognition in the world and your hard work deserves all the recognition in the world so thank you for bringing us no really I mean it I really mean it and I it's really lovely well I'm sorry to to cut in but as you know that or I'm sure you do that the evolution of uh, and how Neo started and and then Prudvi has been, you know, uh, with from the start, and uh, he continues to to, to lead our innovation. Um, and uh, 
it's we we are all passionate. We 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 love science. We we know that it can make a difference. Um, and uh, and approaching and having this approach to not really follow any specific trend or or anything that is particularly popular at the time. Or uh, you know, it, it really is about uh, science and and in viewing. Um, every aspect of if we are considering a skin condition or a skin concern, uh, you know, that just sort of let's learn about it as much as we can uh, so that it's a holistic approach. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, science is very humbling because uh, as much as we know and as much as we learn, there's still a lot to learn and, and a lot to discover. Um, so it's an ever-evolving uh, a process uh, for, for anyone working uh, in the scientific uh, area, and it applies here as well. And, and I personally find that that's really beautifully reflected in NEOD, um, because NEOD is evolving too, um, with um, yeah. sometimes the same product, as we see that with, with uh, CAIS, we, we see that with other products as well. So it's, it's always, it's just always on the lookout um, to, to, to see, to find the best, and, and then how to bring that together for, for a really uh, beautiful product. You know, Ivana, I think I told Pruvi this, but I also want to share this with you. I think when I fell in love with the line, it was when I saw the um, superoxide dismutase mist. And, you know, when I saw that, I was like, they put the name of the enzyme on the bottle. I don't know how much more science forward you can get in skin. It was just like the most, for me, like the biggest geek out moment, the biggest nerd moment. I just fell in love with the line and I just, you know, I can't rave enough about it. And I, and I want to thank you so much for coming onto the show and, and really telling us about this new launch. It's been, you know, lovely using it. I've been using it um, constantly since I got it. And I, I've, it's absolutely a staple in my skincare routine. And I urge everyone out there, if peptides are something you're curious about, if it's something that you really want to incorporate into your routine and you want to, um, you know, just, you don't know where to start, this is the right place to start. Always, always go for um, options that are backed with science and NEOD is truly, you know, it, it's the crown jewel, I say, of the skincare industry, you know, because it's it's a beautiful line and it's really, really formulated by a team that knows what they're doing. And, and one thing I really love about your team is how diverse you guys are. You know, when I first met Prithvi and now you and I just I realized, you know, the science it, it science knows no boundaries. It knows no, you know, geographical, you know, limitations that you guys are, you know, it represents like the, the diversity of your team represents the true science and the true innovation um, leading, you know, uh, idea of your line. So yeah, thank you so much, Ivana. This has been lovely. And um, I will be, you know, pushing this everywhere I can on my social media channels because I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much. This is absolutely a lovely experience today, and I appreciate you uh, having me on. And um, thank you again for, for, for the love and the enthusiasm. Uh, it's, it's reflecting uh, how we feel about our work. Absolutely. And a huge shout out to Mikey, because 
I love you and you are always so kind to me. So thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. Um, Thank you everyone for tuning in. And I really, really hope that you um, check out all the links that I post with this episode. We're also going to be sending out a newsletter all about the, uh, the brand new product that we talked about here. And I want you guys to really genuinely go check it out. If there's one skincare product you buy this holiday season, it's this one. So check it out and I'll be back next time, guys. Thank you so much.